Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. As Ben shared, we are going to be going through this series, Essentials, later on on midweek. I'll give you uh, the dates when we have them. I'm probably going to go through a series on prayer before we go into this. And I'm waiting a little bit so that we're not just right on top of it. There is a workbook with questions and answers. So when we start the midweek you are going to participate, like how I just included you in that. If you're going to come, you're going to fill out the book. At least it's to your advantage and to the advantage of everyone who's there so we can hear from you so that you can contribute, and this can help us all as we want to move forward. You know, the idea of essentials is, again, not so much the right things to believe. The idea of essentials are the things that we need to become like Jesus. That's what's essential, because I can believe a lot of things and remain unchanged. But what I want to do is become like Christ. And so what are the things that we can do that help us to be like Jesus? And so this week, I'm going to talk about the flu. Yay. I'm going to talk about mathematics, dog whistles, eighth grade orchestra, and kids and classrooms. Okay, so far we've looked at two things that are essential. One is recognizing that God is a God who sends, that he sent his son. The idea is God is sending. The word apostle means one who was sent. The word missio in Latin means to send. This is something that was a part of the foundation of the early followers of Christ. We are a sent people. Now, why is that important? It's important because many times we can become a people who gather instead of a people who scatter in a good way, right? We, we move out instead of just congregate. And too many times this becomes what we do. We come to church, which is good. I'm glad you're all here, right? I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but we got to go from here somewhere. And we have to move out. And then we talked about how God sends, and he does it incarnationally. He does it by becoming connected to those who he's reaching. And that's what we need to do. We need to step into the lives of people. We need to step into the situations that we are going to connect to. If we are being sent somewhere, we have to be present. We have to be there, and we have to show up, and it has to transform not only the people we are engaging, but it should transform us as well. How do we then continue 
if we know that God is sending us and he's sending the church, how is it supposed to affect us? I know right now the flu is going around. I hear coughing. Stay over there. All right, Randy is talking about how he's getting over it. I've seen a number of posts. A lot of people are getting over the flu. And it's amazing. The flu has this way of just going through a house, right? If you have kids, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Because it'll just like dominoes, right? It'll just start knocking people over. And pretty soon, I've got it. Oh no, okay. Well, oh now, you know, Joey's got it. Oh no. And now Josephine's got it. Oh no. Now Jerry, it's a J theme, right? He's got it. And it's a Pretty soon, everyone just kind of gets the flu. How did it happen? The germs were everywhere, right? A sneeze, a cough, you know, using the same fork. I don't know why you would, but, you know, whatever it is, it starts to just spread. You can't help it. Well, you see, there's a good infection that's supposed to take place with us as followers of Christ. There is supposed to be something contagious going on in our lives that spreads out of us. And we're supposed to be connected to what God is doing. Remember, the father sent his son. In John 3, 16 and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave the one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John 5, 24, it says, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. And so God sent his son to bring life. There was intention and there was direction. Continues now from the son who sends us or sends through his spirit to us in John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. So now we're getting introduced to the spirit who is going to remind us of everything that Jesus did. And so the Father is sending the spirit through Jesus to who? To us. And so once again, God is sending, but now he's sending the son who's sending the spirit. He goes on in verse six, or chapter 16, verse 7. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So now Jesus is sending the spirit. God sent Jesus. Jesus is sending the spirit. And then it continues moving forward. There's a progression. There's a direction. There's movement here. And whenever there's life, there's movement, right? Those new babies, right? You see them squirming around. I love watching my grandson and he just, you know, he's got no coordination, he just wiggles his arms and it's the greatest thing, right? And you see it and you go, ah, it's movement. What is it? It's life. Life has to move. And so God is sending the son. The son sends his spirit. And in John 17, verse 18, back there. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Now Jesus is sending who? 
us. And 21, 20 verse 21, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So we see this progression, right, from God to the Son through the Spirit to us and from us to the world. We are a sent people. We are connected to the mission of God. It is who we are. It is his purpose for us. And a new way of thinking is, right, this has been how we want to see ourselves. It's been a core value of ours really from the beginning, right? Mission is why the church exists. And so we don't want to think about this as, oh, we send out missionaries. No, the church is the missionary, right? All of you are the missionaries, And don't let that freak you out. It is something that is natural. It should be when life is engulfing us and it fills us and it moves through us. Every ministry, everything that we do should be seen through this lens of reaching people. And so the children, when the children meet, They're not just meeting to learn Bible verses. They're meeting so that whoever comes into that room gets a sense of God loving them, understanding the Father through the Son. As I shared, I think, last week, one of the things that we want to convey to our children is that God looks like Jesus, so that whoever walks into that classroom feels connected to the love of God and doesn't feel alienated because I don't know those Bible verses. This is the first time I've ever come to church and everyone's standing up and reciting Bible verses and I'm here and I'm like, I don't know these. I guess I don't belong here. Never. You belong here. You are welcomed here. And everything we do should make you feel welcomed. Why? Because God is a welcoming God. The things that I say, the things that Randy sings, everything that we do should convey this love, this concern to people so that they feel connected. They feel that this is for them, that you can come and be a part of this no matter where you are from, no matter what your background is, no matter your social economic status, no matter your political persuasion, you have a home here. Because God is extending himself to us. And so instead of us sending missionaries, we are being the missionary. And we're going to look at this in four D's that we're going to kind of go out, which is funny because when I do dog training, I implement three D's. Duration, distraction, and distance. But here's four D's. It's a little different. It's a lot different. The first one is going to be discover. I recently heard a podcast that was talking about mathematics, and it said, we did not invent mathematics, we discovered it. And for me, I was like, huh? It just kind of like, and I mean, we may have invented certain formulas, but it was only to help us understand what was already there, right? Mathematics is something that is there. We didn't invent it, we discovered it. 
And that might not be simple for you guys, but for me it was eye-opening. I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. But really that's very similar to what's happening here. The idea of being sent, it isn't something we invented, right? It isn't something that we're responsible for or a program that we have to develop. It's something that is already there. God is ascending God. And so all we are doing is discovering the mission of God and participating in it. Because God is already working and we get to come alongside of the work that he's already doing. I remember going to Haiti uh, with Denise and some of the other people and one of the ladies we went with, her name is Serena, she's uh, a partner there with Denise and you always see, or earlier on after the earthquake, you'd see all these people with bright colored shirts from different churches and they'd say, bringing Jesus to Haiti. And she would see them and she goes, uh, he's already here, right? And it was just this mentality of you're not bringing something, you're connecting to what God is already doing because God is always doing something. He is always working. He is always speaking. He's been speaking to me since I was a kid. Every now and then I have these memories of just the whispers of God giving me some insight, giving me some comfort, giving me some direction. And then maybe somewhere down the line, someone came and reinforced, I've heard that before. Yeah, that was the voice of God whispering to you when you were just a kid or when you were strung out on the street or when you were brokenhearted from a relationship and you heard the voice of God whispering to your soul, He was already there. I don't have to come and start a conversation. I need to participate in the conversation that is already going on. And you see how that's a huge difference. Because now what I'm trying to do is discover what God is doing. And the way we discover is to pay attention and to listen. We listen to God. We listen to the situations that we're involved in. We listen to one another. If you do not listen, you will be deaf to the voice of God and his work that is taking place. I was so much thinking in my early following of Christ that I just had to have the answers. And so someone would come to me and I would start a conversation and I would think, I have answers I need to give you, even though they weren't asking questions, right? You ever know people like that? It's like, you're talking to me, but I really wasn't asking for this, but thank you very much. I remember one time I had my Thompson Chain Reference Bible, it was about this big, and I was walking in a park because we were going to go witnessing. And I had a shirt on. I'm embarrassed to even talk about this, right? I had a shirt that had like a a street sign and it had an arrow pointing up and it had an arrow pointing down and it said, the choice is yours. And I'm walking through the park with my Thompson Chain Reference Bible looking for people to talk to. And I remember going up to this man who was at a playground and I said, excuse me, do you know the Lord Jesus? And I remember him going, please, I'm just trying to spend time with my kids. And I actually heard the voice of God say, leave him alone. Which was against all the voices I thought I was supposed to be hearing, right? Just leave him alone. 
And I said, okay, with my Bible and my shirt, and I walked away, right, like a big neon flashing light. See, I don't know what that man's going through. I don't know what the conversation he needed to have, but it probably wasn't me going to thump him with a Bible. And maybe if I would have been a little bit more sensitive, I could have actually had a more engaging conversation if I was listening. If I was listening to what God was saying. You know, there's so many instances. In Acts chapter 8, we have Philip that he heard a messenger tell him to to travel on this road. And then when he's on that road, there was an Ethiopian eunuch on a chariot and the Spirit of God said, go up to him. And he went up to him and he just so happened to be reading from Isaiah. And then he said, do you know what you're reading? He goes, how can I know unless someone tells me? Come up here and tell me. And all of a sudden, bam, it's happening, right? What happened? He listened. Spirit of God said, go here. And he went. And the Spirit of God said, move here, and he did, and the door was open, and he walked through it. Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, a Roman centurion, someone who has nothing to do with the Jewish people, hears a voice from God, said, go and get this man called Peter and bring him here. So he sends his servants to go get Peter. Peter is meditating and praying on top of his roof and has a vision from God saying, Don't call anything that I bless or call cleansed unclean. All of a sudden, the Gentiles who the Jews called unclean come to the door and say, hey, our master wants you to come and talk to him. And he says, okay, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. He goes, they are listening and responding because they're listening and hearing. It's almost like a different frequency You know, a dog whistle isn't a whistle that just is for dogs. It's a frequency that dogs can hear because their hearing is so good. If we don't take time and learn how to listen, God is speaking and we're just missing it. And how tragic. What things are we failing to step into because we're not listening? Maybe our voice is so loud it drowns out the whispers of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm taking time and I'm trying to have more and more time each day where I am still and I just say nothing. And I make room for God to speak to me and he does it in a different way. I I want an instruction. I want to read something. I want it to come into my, you know, faculties here and I can process it. And all of a sudden I'm being still and I sense something that is beyond me that starts moving me to pray for someone or to think about something that I wasn't thinking about, to say something or do something that I wasn't thinking of doing. Where did it come from? It came from me shutting up. It came from me being quiet. It came from me being able to actually hear because everything else is being put to silence so that I can hear. Why was Peter on top of the roof? Why was he up there praying? Sometimes you got to get away. Sometimes you got to be still. Because if your life is like my life, and I know a lot of yours is, there is a lot of junk going on. There's a lot of decisions needing to be made. There's a lot of things pulling at us, how to move, where to move, what to do. How do I respond? 
I don't know. I don't know. Some of these things are breaking my heart and I don't know which way to go and I have to be still. And there's this frequency that is above my conscious that starts whispering in my soul and says, do this, say this. Go up to the chariot, go get Peter, go to the house. And all of a sudden we are people responding to the voice of God. The Spirit's voice, it's inaudible, but it's discerned. Something that we can discern. And that's what we need to recognize. There is a discernment that has to take place with the Spirit. And then the obvious one we have to do. If you hear something, you got to do something, right? It doesn't have any power, doesn't have any movement if it doesn't go. When I was in eighth grade, I was in the orchestra and I was first chair for the clarinet. That's right. Be impressed. <laughs> and then I left and went and joined drama because my friends were there. Um, yeah, I'm very deep. Uh, and I remember we had... Uh, I'll call it a gig. I don't know what it was. We, we, it wasn't a gig, but that sounds cool. Um, the orchestra played at a high school for a graduation. And so for me, it was a big deal because now I'm in an auditorium. I'm in the center where the orchestra pit is. And it was at Hollywood High School Auditorium, which is a pretty good-sized auditorium. And I'm first chair, the clarinet, and we're playing a song that has a clarinet solo. The song was called Windy, if you guys know that. Who's walking down the street? Anyway, I'm not going to date myself any more than that. I liked the song, and it had a solo for me. And so I was practicing the song, and I was getting ready to play it, because then came the break, and then I had my solo, and I just did the melody all by myself in the orchestra. And so here we go, there's coming, I'm looking up and I'm seeing all these people who are there for the graduation. Here comes the solo, I freeze. I just freeze. I'm just sitting there and I just kind of blocked. And Mr. Abby, the orchestra director, he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm terrified. And I started playing something, but it wasn't the melody of Wendy. <laughs> I just like, okay, here it goes. And I just froze. You see, all that practice, all those things that I had rehearsed, and I loved this song, I did it. I got the stage fright, and I just froze. And I'm getting therapy still to this day from it, right? It's one of these things that just affected me. And I thought, how could I do this? The moment came, and I missed it. Now, eighth Great orchestra, missing that moment is one thing, but I do not want to miss out on life's moments. And if God is speaking to me, and if God is speaking to you, and if God is prompting our hearts to move, the last thing I want to do is freeze. I don't want to come short of what is available. And I think there is so much for us to do. But if we don't do anything, 
we're the ones who are missed out. We're the ones who failed to grasp what's going on, right? What if Philip didn't respond to the angel's voice and didn't go and share with the Ethiopian eunuch? What if the centurion didn't send his guys for Peter? Oh, he'll never come. What if Peter didn't go? All these moments, these life-changing moments, these history-making moments would have been lost. We can't just talk about what we need to do. We actually have to put our feet to pavement and do it. And that means talking to people, right? We went through the surprise of the world. Bless three people. Eat with three people. Listen to the Spirit. Learn Christ, and then what? Go. Be sent. Take what you have and move it so that it actually is a life. It's something that we need to recognize. Remember, we're not just doing whatever we want. We are to be doing what God is already doing in the lives of people. And then what we want to do is debrief. Just because it had to stay with the D's. We have to take the time to reflect on our involvement, to take stock on where we are and what we need to do. We do this as a community. For years, we were involved with St. Andre's School in Haiti. And then when Jeannot left that area, we had to rethink, do we want to stay involved here? And we didn't feel comfortable, so we had to change and say, okay, we're not going to do that. We are going to do something else. Why? We've invested so much time in this school, and our investment is still there. We still have the Goat and Garden Project, and it's still going. But we felt the need to change direction. Even this year focusing on the kids in the classrooms, trying to develop our children. How did that happen? It happened in a leadership meeting and us talking and saying, what should we do? We need to look at what we're doing with our finances, what we're doing with our vision, and is it the right direction? Are we hearing from God and moving in the way? Because I don't want to get locked in. Well, we better keep on doing it because we did it already. I, I, there was a book called Sway that I gave to my daughter, and it's the irresistible pull of unreasonable behavior. And she read that book and broke up with her boyfriend because she said, why am I still in this relationship? Not her recent boyfriend, her fiance, just to let you know. They're still good. But she said, why am I still in a relationship that I don't feel is healthy. And it was because, well, I have all these years that I've been in it. I I just need to keep at it, keep at it. And she finally said, that's unreasonable. That's irresponsible. I I can't do that anymore. Right? Sometimes the debriefing is how we look at things, where they are and where they need to be. We need to stop, recess where we are, where we're going. I feel my life is in a constant state of reassessment. Constant. Just when I think things are cool and okay, boom, there goes the rug. 
Anyone else like that? Anyone else just like, what the? You know, you're kind of like, I thought it was cool. And all of a sudden, bam, and things get shaken up. And I've learned to embrace the shaking because God is in the movement. It's the stagnation that I should be afraid of. It's not going anywhere that scares me. And so let the earth shake. Let the wind blow. Let my reassessment take place and figure out where am I now? What are you saying to me now, God? Where are you moving me? Jesus said, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Now, that verse doesn't sound stable. It sounds pretty chaotic. Isn't that what we saw with Philip? Isn't that what we saw with Cornelius? Isn't that what we saw with Peter? The wind is blowing. Isn't that that song I was supposed to be playing, Windy? It was God speaking to me in eighth grade. I just didn't know it, right? There's nothing safe about following Jesus. There's nothing secure in this world that you cannot lose. But there is something stronger that you can connect to. There is something that we can hold on to and that holds on to us. But it's moving. And if we want to be connected, we have to move with it. And so our desire and the reason we're going through this series is because we are not a church that has a mission. God is on mission and he has a church. And that's us. That's you. That's me. That's how we are to think of this. Everyone is a participant. Everyone is a member of this incredible body. And God is doing amazing things right under our noses. And sometimes it looks like turmoil. And sometimes it's scary to step into it because, man, if I step here, it is going to be a mess. And I just feel my Heavenly Father smiling and saying, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is a diaper that's going to need changing. This is something that is going to require a lot. But you know what? It's life. Let's be alive. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that we would hear your words and do them. That as the Father sent you, you are sending us. God, may we shake off any complacency. May we not let any fear paralyze us from moving. 
And may we hear your voice. God, may we make time to hear your voice. May we desire that. Lord, we are here this morning because we desire you to speak to us. And so if you're speaking, God, may we hear it and may we respond to it in a way that changes us. God, I do not want to be the same person tomorrow that I am today. I want to be closer to you. I want to be doing more for you. I want to live a life that is more filled with you and your spirit than I am today. And as hectic and as crazy as my life is, there is always room for more of you. May I not shut the door on that. May I not tune out. May I lean in. Father, even now as we reflect on these things, God, I believe you are speaking to the hearts that are here. I believe that your words are are penetrating our, our hearts and our minds. And it might be a specific situation. It might be a circumstance that we're in. It might be a person's life that we need to step into. It might be a decision we have to make that maybe we've been afraid to make, but we are sensing it is the right thing to do. Lord, if you have whispered into the souls of anyone here, I pray they have boldness to respond and to do the things that you've asked them to. Lord, we know there is life when there is movement. Move us, we pray from where we are to where you already are and into what you are already doing. And I want to challenge us this morning. If you have been living a life of maybe complacency in regards to the things that God is calling you to and you want to make that change, Would you stand up with me? It's the first step in saying, God, I hear and I'm going to do what I sense and feel that you are putting within my heart to do. If you're feeling a prompting, if you're hearing a voice, just stand with me. I just want to pray for you. God, here we are. This standing is the first step to doing, Lord. We have sensed your spirit's leading and we want to obey. We want to move. I pray, Lord, you would give boldness and empower everybody who is standing here, that you would knit our hearts together with yours, God, and that we would be a people on the move. May love direct us, Father. May your spirit continue to guide us make the difference today, Lord. We ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand together. May you discover where God is working. May you discern the Spirit's voice and may you do what he is calling you to do. And may you always check in to see where your life can draw closer to Jesus. Have a
wonderful week. God bless you guys. Thank you for being there. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.